You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here is your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I'm Rich Muller from Centerville on the Eastern Shore of Maryland. And I am Glenn Geek from McAllen, Florida, and you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 25th, episode 3351. It's the Horse Husbands episode. Good morning, Horse World. Now, from the Man Cave at the Horse Radio Network, the monthly Horse Husbands episode. This one is for you guys. No horse women allowed. Well, today we're joined by two horse husbands. Adam Humphreys tells us about his wife's purchase of a horse while she was away in France. And Auditor Melanie's husband, Mike, served in three branches of the military, and then he met a horse girl. We're going to hear all about that in today's show. Rich, thanks for joining me again. Now, your situation changes over the winter. You guys live in Maryland, but then she says, screw you, and is out for the winter. Uh, it's not so much for you. Okay, right. um, <laughs> she just doesn't deal with the winter. Uh, the ground freezes here. Usually last few years hasn't, but um, she basically Mogi, my wife, Mogi Bearden Muller. She uh, moves to Aiken, South Carolina from December until April. A long time. Wow. Now, does she yeah. have her own farm down there? Does she rent or? Um, there is a farm. Um, actually, the owner of our farm that we're on in Maryland owns a piece of property down there in Aiken, and it's 20 acres with 12 stall barn, uh, living accommodations above the barn. Mogi um, takes uh, two working students down there and how many horses she can take, as many as she can take. How many does she take? Do you know? Right now, I believe there is... 10 wow, to wow. 12. Wow, she has a lot of horses down there. Yeah. yeah. Now, does she so, show them all? No, no. Okay. Mogi actually doesn't show uh, any of them, as far as I know. At this point in time, three of them are retired horses, so they just kind of hang out. And then um, she has clients and, um, and working students or... Uh, not really working students, but she has students, but they have to be, they're in full training with her. Oh, cool. And well, how cool for them to get to go to Aiken in, in the winter. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And most of them are, well, right now there's two of them that uh, they do um, online schooling and whatnot. Oh, well. So they get to go down there and train with Mogi and, you know, she takes them to the various events down there. There's quite a few. So it's, it's nice that, and then during the week they have um, Bruce's field, which opens up and they have the, can do jumper rounds, uh, dressage tests and all sorts of really cool things down there. Yeah, if you uh, for listeners, if you've never been to Aiken, it is worth a visit. Uh, it, especially in the winter time when all the stuff's going on, they polo, they have dressage, they have eventing is the is the big thing now. A lot of that's you know a lot of them are moving to Ocala now, but it's still real big there. Yeah, um, and then you know polo's big there too. So yeah, it is a neat little. It's just a cool. It's almost like a New England town's been plopped in the south. 
Yeah. Yeah. The, the polos, uh, I, I believe, spring, summer, and early fall. And then they leave. It's like a rotation. Yeah. It, you know, the, the eventers come in in the either the late, late fall or later uh, winter time and stay through the spring. We're going to be up there. Uh, Helena, who's good friends of ours, my first co-host, actually, uh, moved there. And we're going to go up for a week in March. So we're going to spend a week with Helena up in Aiken. I just I work from up there. I just like it there. And a shout out to Aiken Saddlery, Amy Hebert, who has the same last name as me, but uh, we don't think we're related, although we might be. Who knows? Okay. Uh, but she's super nice. And Aiken Saddlery is a great place. If you get to Aiken, oh, you is. have to go there. It's, it's awesome. And yeah. all remodeled now. And- yeah. I mean, been much bigger. St- Remember, it used to be a tight little store uh, jam-packed. Oh, yeah. It was confusing. I was there, you know, during Christmas time and driving in there going, whoa, wait, wait. <laughs> Where do I go now? It is the store <laughs> so, in Aiken, too. Yeah. 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 Well, good. I'm glad. So you stay home because you have a job. So yes. you're, so you're home for like a loan. Now, did she leave you with any horses or? No, no horses, thank God. Oh, wow. This is like <laughs> yeah. heaven for you right now. Yeah, yeah. She used to do that. That was that was. We had uh, three horses at one time that got left behind every year, and that was no fun. I'd get up at five thirty <laughs> in the morning, go out in the pitch black, and and back then the winters were a lot harsher. Hmm. <laughs> And so this, go out although and, we're speaking this week when it's like the coldest week uh, in in the whole country, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now I have a better house that we live in now and, and whatnot, and I have a garage, so I go out and get in the car, and it's nice and dry, and yeah. drive away. <laughs> or There's something I'd, to be said about chipping ice off a car. <laughs> yep, yep. Had to chip ice off the car, and then I would, I, I used to, I, w- I did the worst thing. I would get up in the morning, take a shower, and then get my work clothes on, and then throw a pair of coveralls over the work clothes to go out to feed the horses. And I'd get outside, my hair would freeze, <laughs> and, and then I'd, I'd like do the thing you're not supposed to do and put hot water on the windows and stuff so I could yeah. see out of yeah, the car yeah, yeah. Not and to do get that. out to the barn, feed the horses, come back, go to open my driver's door, and, and it would freeze clothes. <laughs> froze clothes. Yeah, yeah. Not only the door would be that be frozen but then when i'd go to reshut it the lock would freeze <laughs> so i don't the miss door those days shut. i really don't <laughs> yeah yeah i don't miss those days either so <laughs> no horses to deal with in the morning which is nice um but it but so this is vacation of, time for you basically uh, no no <laughs> <laughs> no i have to fix the barn <laughs> everything they broke over the summer now you have to fix yeah, everything yeah. that broke over the summer that got patched and everything i get to work on that so <laughs> it that and all the other things the cars that i have here that stay here i have to fix those during the winter time and then during the summertime i fix the trucks and the trailers and everything else that's been down in aiken all all winter long <laughs> so well, I, you know, um, we have, we have to get to our guests because they're I'm just looking forward to talking to them. They're going to be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah. I wanted to mention that I was a guest on Adulting with Horses, one of the shows here on the Horse Radio Network. And uh, I was being on there speaking about being a horse husband. You can check it out if you haven't heard it yet on episode eight of Adulting with Horses on any podcast player. But Heather said something. Heather's one of the hosts there, and she's a lot of fun. Actually, her uh, and her co-host are going on the cruise. 
with us in a couple of weeks. So we're going to get to hang out with Heather and Natalie. But Heather wrote, uh, horse husbands or partners in general tend to fall into three categories. All in and super horsey. Number two, like to participate in your hobby, but not passionate about them. And number three, not really interested at all. And she says, of course, there can be variations of these categories. And I think you and I kind of are variation of two of the categories. Yeah. But, you know, I think she was pretty accurate about that. From what we've seen in all the horse husbands I've spoken to over the years, that you tend to be, and I think that can change too with time, don't you? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think the not interested at all, they, they tend to, to gravitate into the second category. Yes. They they like to participate. Or they gravitate out into divorce. Yeah, yeah. It's either one or the other. <laughs> so but we haven't I haven't talked to very many people that aren't interested oh, I, at all. Yeah, we have uh, over the years. We've talked to some oh. and I actually met some somebody the other day who uh that's what happened. They uh they were dating, he couldn't handle the horse thing and then they were out. So, okay. I mean, it does have, you know, that happens more than you think it does. It usually is before marriage that mm -hmm. they bail because they figure out, I'm, I'm, and it's usually time. They're just jealous of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I was to, I think, I think the younger you are when you meet uh, the horse girl and you're not a horse person, the and I was, the more immature you are about the time and want to spend all the time with her, and you realize yep. you can't, and you either figure that out or you're gone. Yeah. Well, that's like what I did in my past life, <laughs> you know, where I did that break when I was 18. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, true. So, you, you, you know, the girls don't pay attention to you, and you go out and find the other girls that will pay attention, and then you figure out that, all they want to do is have fun and nothing else, but yeah, but, not a lot of substance yeah. there sometimes. Yeah. 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 There's, it's very shallow. In that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and then you realize those other girls, actually, they have a purpose in life. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They have something they're passionate it, it, about. It might yeah. not be a good purpose, but they have a purpose. <laughs> so anyway, Heather wrote that. I thought that was interesting. And uh, Heather, you're absolutely right. I think there is variations of that. And, and I think you, you probably do all three at some point, and and if you've been around and been married for a long time, you're going to end up in all three at some point. Mm -hmm. All yeah. right, very good. Well, let's get to our okay. first guest. Can you introduce him for us? Right, and we're going to get to him right after this word from U.S. Rider. But we have Adam coming up, right? Yep. Even under the best circumstances, travel is stressful for horses. We've all been there, stuck on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. You can make the journey knowing that U.S. Rider is there for you. Get peace of mind on the road with U.S. Rider's nationwide 24-7 roadside assistance coverage for both you and your horse. Join today at usrider.org. Okay, and our first guest up is Adam Humphreys, boyfriend and significant other of Emily Hassman, who is a client of my wife's, Mogi Beard and Muller's. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. So I heard that your mom had horses. So you've been ex you were exposed to this long before you married it. Yes. So my mom was, uh, you know, certified crazy horse girl herself. So I kind of grew up into it, which gave me a good primer for um, entering into it uh, with Emily. Okay, but but let's stop there. What's your mom do? What kind of riding does she do? 
So she is um, English, uh, you know, standard uh, hunter jumper sort of thing. Okay. Um, I was always a little more into Western. Um, so I learned English kind of against my will because I was every seven year old boy wants to be a cowboy. Yep. <laughs> but so I learned uh, English first and then transferred into Western a little bit later on. Did she drag you into horses or did you go into voluntarily when you were a kid? I, I don't know that it was necessarily voluntary. It was just, you know, from as far back as I can remember, it was just like, you know, load the kids into the station wagon and we went to the barn and that's just what life was for, for us as kids. Mm-hmm. And did you have a lot of horses? Were there a lot of them? So she had, um, she had a, a retired racehorse named Max. Um, and then uh, once my older sister and I got, a little bit older. Um, she got us a quarter horse to share. How'd that go? Uh, not great for us. <laughs> um, she, uh, so her name was cinnamon, uh, and she was just as fiery as her name might suggest. Um, she spooked at everything, the wind. Um, if my breathing changed, you know, she would buck us off at any opportunity. I think it was the highlight of her day was to just buck a child off her back. Well, you learned how to bounce. I well, you know, I actually never got because she would she would go into these bucking fits, and my my only claim to fame in you know horses is that I've never been properly bucked off. She would go into a bucking fit, and I would hang on like a drowning cat, and then by the time it was over, I was like you know wrapped around her neck, and then I would slide off and hit the ground. But I never got properly thrown. It, um, so what, I'm, I got good at hanging on. Was your sister really into it too? Horses? My, my sister was much more into it than I was. Um, she, uh, so her, her old bedroom in my mom's house still to this day has, um, you know, little horse figurines on every shelf on the walls and little new tapestries and all, and all that thing. Is she now? Uh, so she, she's gotten out, she got out of it. At uh, the same time that my mom got out of it, uh, we never had horses again in our family. Um, and then she married an airman. She lives in Japan now, so she doesn't really get the opportunity to ride. So why did your mom bail? Uh, so it was just kind of a um, just time and money. Mm. Um, she, you know, single mom, three kids. Uh, uh, it was just it just became too much. Taking care of three kids is expensive enough, let alone horses. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think the three kids were cheaper than the one horse, to be honest. <laughs> well, I guess I was lucky. There's three kids and we had multiple horses when I was growing up. But um, that can be a curse also. <laughs> For sure. They, so. they rack up the expenses quite quickly. So, but but now, Adam, you, you never properly got bucked off, but um, you were the... Sounds like you were the cowboy of the family, so you should have been in a western saddle. Yeah, so I I begged for years, um, and I think it was I think it was the last year that we had our horses that I got a western saddle for Christmas, and I still have it actually. Um, okay, and so I got I got about a year of western in before we kind of got out of riding. So, and I'm sure you don't fit in that saddle anymore. 
No, no, but I have a bigger one now. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember my Western saddles when I was a kid. They, they, they yeah, they, it wouldn't work now. <laughs> no. So I think Kayla had one of those when she was younger, too. My daughter. Yeah, she'd probably <laughs> still fit in it, though. She, yeah, you know, she I think has... I do have a, I think I have a picture of her in one. <laughs> so. so then you got a break. How'd you meet Emily? And then, to be honest now, she's never going to listen to this. She's not allowed. So you met her and went, oh, she's a horse girl. Do I really want to do this again? Did that go through your mind at all? It's actually funny. Um, So the way we met, um, I actually, you know, know, super uh, modern 21st century uh, relationship starting out here. I popped up in her um, Facebook, people you might know. We had a couple of mutual friends, uh, did not know each other. And I guess she thought I was cute. Uh, So she added me on Facebook and I was at a time where um, my my business had been expanding quite a bit and I was getting a lot of random friend requests from people that were trying to sell me something. And I saw she worked in insurance. I was like, oh, Oh. (laughs) she's going to try to sell me insurance. And um, but I was like, oh, she's really cute. And I looked at her profile and everything was you know, I saw her horse and her dog and she liked camping and hiking and all the things that I like. And, and she didn't so have I, an Asian name and from Thailand, like the other ones we get all the time. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so it just kind of started that way. We, our first date was at a dog park and, um, it actually, she, she was very strategic about this because I really got very slowly and gently eased back into the horse life because her the horse that she had at the time he's like semi-retired thoroughbred and so we would go out to the barn you know maybe once a week and um you know i'd go help her muck stalls and do whatever she was doing out at the barn but it wasn't like this all-consuming aspect of her life at the time and then uh of course she got clem uh she's been training with mogi and it's all of a sudden become uh, just a much bigger part of our lives. So she kind of, she kind of conned me into it a little bit. Um, but here we are. Well, I'm still stuck on somebody actually responded to people you might know on Facebook. I've seen, you know, we all look at that, but I've never actually friended anybody from that list. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's what got her just, you know, I think my picture at the time was me all scruffy on a job site somewhere. And she was like, yep, that's the one. So <laughs> what do you do every time? Every time she, she complains about me, I'm like, you picked this. You chose yeah, this. Yeah. You, well, this is well she she picked a hard worker. That's for sure. Yeah. So, and she is, like you said on your thing, on your bio, she is very go, go, go. I, I cannot believe she comes out here as late as she does to clean stalls for Mogi and, um, and drags you out with her. She is every bit as hard a worker as I am. And I, you know, I used to think that I, you know, got a lot done and, and had a lot going on in my life, but I can barely keep up with her. That, that's why I end up at the barn so often, because if I want to spend time with her, she's going to the barn and I got to go with her if I want to see her. What do you do? Uh, so I am a uh, general contractor. I do mostly residential remodeling. Oh, cool. Wow, you okay. picked the right uh, wow. job, too. There's so much need for that right now. Yeah, There really is. There really is. Yeah. And then when you're around the horses, they break everything, so you have to fix it all. <laughs> so. Yes. I I have had quite a few, you know, 
midnight fence mending sessions. Yeah, I know. And you helped me before too. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can't remember what we were. Oh, she was going to do the stalls over there. Yeah. And, and we, we pulled up. I saw you guys working on the fence and I was like, this is way more my speed than my <laughs> stalls. So I'm going to go help with the fence. Yeah. Yeah. With the flashlight and, yep. and, and I think zip ties and a bunch of other stuff. So yep. it was, it's always handy yeah. to have that one contractor friend. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But do you hate it as much as the doctors do? You know, you always have that doctor friend who the friends always ask him op- opinions about stuff. Do you hate it as much as they do? Or are you okay with it? Asking that, you know, my such and such broke, what do I do? So it really, honestly, it depends on the person because I have I have friends who call me literally almost every day and they're like, yeah, what do I do about this? What do I, what do I do about that? And I'm like, I'm gonna have to start charging you like a consult fee or something. But I, yeah, I got Rich isn't one of those, now. is he? It's Rich. Uh, I am. <laughs> uh, no, I don't bother him. But I get the same thing for uh, my car's broken. What do I need oh, to do? Yeah, <laughs> you would. Yeah, you're right. So, so it is. It is. It is one of those things where I don't get know, those ask. calls. Nobody asked me about podcasting, so okay. I'm safe. Okay. Uh, well, if I ever start one, I'll be sure to call you. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's not working right, Glenn. Fix it. <laughs> I hear that from my own hosts. I don't usually yeah. hear that from others. So you're, what does Emily do? What kind of riding? So she is big into eventing right now. Oh, cool. um, I, think, I think she came up more hunter-jumper, um, but has really you know, kind of jumped with both feet into eventing in the last year. Yeah, she's, um, yeah, she's doing quite well too. She went to her first, not a recognized event, but a, her first, uh, unrecognized event and won. So, oh, wow. so yeah. So yeah, Mogi got her out and she is all in too. She is so great, positive attitude. And, um, so and her horse is going great and she's working really hard. So, yeah, that's, that's the thing with Emily. She decides she wants to do something and it's full throttle. Like she, she's fully committed. She's like, this is what I'm doing right now. And I'm just along for the ride. That's apparently how she got you. So that's how it all starts. <laughs> and, and it works great because I'm very like go with the flow and she's much more like, this is how it is. So it, it's perfectly balanced. It's great. How involved are you in the horse stuff? So uh, I don't do as much with her and Clem because she has Clem at a, a different barn than our other ones. Um, but at her parents' farm, we have uh, her retired gelding. We have a donkey and then we have my horse. Um, and my shop is also at her parents' farm. So I'm, um, I can't even say that I, you know, take at least 50% of it because she's still, um, Emily being Emily, she's out there all the time. We, you know, just spent, I don't know how many hours this morning cleaning the barn, but, um, with the boys that we keep at her, uh, parents' property, I'm like very, very heavily involved. I do, you know, all the barn chores when it's my turn to do it or when it works better for my schedule to do it. And you and have a horse. Donkey. Yeah. We got to hear about <laughs> your horses. Yeah. So the, the donkey, um, I love this donkey. Oh my. And it it sounds weird, but this is the most photogenic donkey, photogenic donkey I've ever seen in my life. Like every picture you take of him looks like professional photography. Like he's all majestic and everything. And then the two horses are just like dirt balls. 
<laughs> they just they're always looking a mess, but I think we give them a good life. And what what tell us about your horse? So that was that was a fun one because um it was last year around the time that Emily was starting to get much more serious about her riding and she was on uh, a riverboat cruise through France and you know very limited cell signal we maybe got to talk once a day and I get a text from her and she's like I just bought you a horse and I'm like in Europe and she's like no in Felton Delaware like what do you and I was like well I had no other information to go on so I was a little confused about that um but it was uh a, a friend of hers had ended up with this horse and he needed a lot he hadn't been treated very well in his previous life um so it took it took a lot to get him healthy enough to ride um but he was already um he had been ridden as a western horse which is what i wanted to do um so it, it was really a perfect fit um and uh so we just you know we do trail rides and um we took him up to fair hill a couple times we do blackbird a lot and what's his name uh his name's cisco okay cool rich yep no sounds like a great horse and everything so but you said that you you like the western aspect because you can fit a couple beers in your saddlebags yeah and i i have a conspiracy theory that all along that was emily's plan um (laughs) well and and actually i mean it was partly you know she's like i spend all my spare time riding you know i might as well get you a horse so that we can ride together and you can you know share in this part of my world but i will say maybe three weeks after she got me the horse, she got me, you know, a little set, like a pommel bag for the, for okay. the saddle. And uh, she was like, and it fits beer. Oh. So I, I think that's why this all came about. Okay. Well, that'll, that'll get you out there on the trail. <laughs> no <laughs> so, complaints, no complaints for me, but I thought yeah. it was funny. Yeah. Now I just have to get a horse and then we can all go riding together. <laughs> well, I think we just got our, um, I think we're about to get our Brenda up back, so we'll have two horse trailers. So anytime you want to tag along. Okay. Well, first I got to get a horse. So yeah. <laughs> Mogi could arrange that. Uh, she, you know, um, I'm sure that could happen. Yeah, there might be a couple horses I might be able to borrow. So <laughs> that that was actually the other thing I forgot to mention in my bio. This other just funny little anecdote. Um, when Emily and I started to. Uh, she decided she wanted to get more into horses. And I, mean, I think we had been dating for a year and a half at this point. Um, she was like, I need to buy a horse trailer because I'm tired of, you know, bumming rides from my friends. And I was like, well, I have a horse trailer. And she's like, what do you mean you have a horse trailer? You don't do horses. And I was like, well, no, my parents had a horse trailer, you know, back in the day. And it's just been sitting in my backyard for like 20 years. Oh. Uh, so, so we fixed up the, the horse trailer and, and that's how Emily got started, you know, riding all over the yeah. place. Well, she has a newer horse trailer now, right? Yes. She yeah. got, she yeah. got an Adams. She likes that yeah. a lot more than the Brenda up. <laughs> yep. Although the Brenda up, I mean, that was, that was super modern for the day. I mean, that yeah. was it. Yeah. It was great. We, yeah. we towed it behind my dad's Volvo, his little, uh, 850. So that's why everybody and, liked that trailer. You could yeah, tow so it with they, a beetle. That's what they're made for. Yeah, yeah. With a beetle. I mean, you could tow yeah. it with anything. Yeah. All right. We have some questions for you before Absolutely. you, we ask every horse husband. Uh, so mm-hmm. these are the questions. What is the chore that you hate, hate the most with the horses? So 
I'm a real wimp about cold weather. So really just the entire winter. Is You're a construction I dude. I, but that's the thing. Cause I can schedule like a basement remodel okay. for the winter. <laughs> um, so anything involving like water and the winter. I, I do it. I do it every day, but I hate it. My little hands turn purple and I'm out. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Uh, the okay. one thing you refuse to help with in the barn. So I don't know. I, it's something I've never done. Not something that I like refuse to do, uh, but something that I haven't done before. Emily hasn't taught me how to do it. Um, that's probably a common answer on this show, but the sheath cleaning. Oh yeah. We don't do that. No, we don't do that. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know how to do that. You don't want I, to do that. I would do it if she asked me to, but I just pray she never asks me no. to. Yeah. We have a yeah. sheath well, cleaning like- person that does it full time that comes out and does it. So yeah. And isn't that a just, wild way to make a living? It is. She she has somebody, so our donkey, we can't do, but we have this girl who does it. And it's like 10 bucks. She comes out. And I'm like, how how do you make a living doing that? Uh, it blows my mind. And what do you tell the new boyfriend that you on your first date? So, uh, first date with like a horse girl? Yeah, no, with the sheath cleaning yeah, lady. Or, You're, she's out oh, in her first oh, date. Oh, God. Yeah, what is she telling him? Surely, surely there's like a watered down PG version of, of that. <laughs> yeah. that she, yeah. Okay, I'm trying to imagine myself sitting there. You're out to dinner. And she's sitting across from you, and she says that's what she... I'm trying to imagine what's going through my mind and what my reaction is. I mean, I have something going through my mind, but I don't think... I know, that's why. But yeah. yeah. you can't yeah, say any of it. Say, <laughs> I don't want to say it either. It's like, what do you do for love? I guess I... Uh, nothing. Yeah, don't go there. Okay, <laughs> I know that I'm going to have to... On one of these Horse Husbands episodes, we're going to have to get the sheath cleaning girl on that we know and ask her that question, because I don't know. The I answer. can get you her information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, Adam, who cooks in your household? So, I'm the cook. Um, Emily Emily does all the... Most of the cleaning, uh, but I do all the cooking. Um, I, I have watched that girl burn water. Um, so if I want to, you know, eat and live, I cook. Hey, can I tell you guys a story? This happened in the last couple of weeks. So I do the cooking too, most of it. Although Jennifer cooked three times this week. I think there's, she's buttering me up for something. There must be another no horse doubt. on the way or something. But, Uh-oh. um, so I, one, I was also in the insurance business. Is Emily still in insurance, by the way? Yes, she does uh, commercial insurance. Yeah, I was in the insurance business for like 15, 16 years. And one year, and this was literally 35 years ago, I won a Weber grill, the nicest Weber grill you could get at the time. I won this Weber grill 35 years ago. We have moved 14 times since then. That Weber grill has come with me. And finally, about two weeks ago, it died after 35 years. Oh my god. Of heavy use. I've used it. I only replaced the grill the grills. I never replaced any of the gas parts. I never replaced the igniter and they all worked for 35 years. And now my grill died. And I went out immediately the next day and bought a new Weber grill. <laughs> I figure it's, it'll be long here but I'll be dead and the Weber grill will still be going. 
That's the one thing that Emily has on me. Uh, if we're like grilling steaks, Emily does the steaks. I do ever like everything else I can cook. I'm just not that good at grilling. And her dad is huge into outdoor cooking mm. and he, he will not let me live this down. So one of these days I got to learn. That. Is he the smoker dude too? Smokes stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's got the yeah. smoker and the, the Blackstone griddle and all that. Yeah. I can do all that stuff, but I cannot cook chicken on a grill. Really? It's too dry. Yeah. It, it just falls apart. It sticks to the grill. It... <laughs> All right. We're going to have no, to give just... you a lesson one of these days when we're together. We'll give you a okay. chicken grilling yeah. lesson. Yeah, because I can, I can smoke meat. I can grill meat and everything else. Uh, beef. But chicken, yeah, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your pickup truck? Cho- if you have a choice on pickup truck brand, what is it? So for my work trucks, I am a Ford guy for the most part. Yeah. What do you got? Um, what do you use? Two fifties, three fifties. So I have a I have a two fifty. I have an E three fifty box truck. Oh, yeah. um, I've had everything in between. You know, one fifties, Rangers, all the way up. Uh, Emily has her eye on like a ninety thousand dollar GMC. Um, Don't they all? Sierra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, you know, she's like, can you get this for me? I'm like, no. Get <laughs> guys. Think about it. My parents bought their house for like nine thousand dollars. Yep. I mean, and we're paying ninety thousand dollars for a truck. I I yep. bought my first house for eighty thousand dollars, and I just can't fathom putting that much money into a truck. I, it's just crazy. It is crazy. It is. I mean, yeah, I I, you dad. work in the car business, Rich. Oh yeah, no, I know. <laughs> you don't even want to go there. <laughs> I don't, and the stuff they're putting out isn't worth the price. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. I mean, that is the other thing. All right, last question. What advice would you give to someone considering a relationship with a horse person? So we have a brand new horse boyfriend. What would what would be your one piece of advice? Um, honestly, at least from my perspective, um, Emily can never complain about how much money I spend on tools because of how much she spends on her horses. So I say go for it because you have a blank check to do whatever you want with your money. Do you have a hobby other than work? Um, so I, I like camping. Um, I like skiing. Uh, Emily got me into skiing. So she's like the two most expensive hobbies that yeah, exist are the two things that she's into. Um we're actually hoping to go skiing next weekend, but it's going to be like 11 degrees, so I'm not sure how that's going to go. Yeah, your aversion to cold will take care of that. Yeah, yeah. I bundle so hard. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to take Mogi skiing. We should. We should all yeah. go. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you know why her name's Mogi, correct? Uh, no, I don't think I've heard this. She was a mogul in her mother's stomach. Ah. She comes from a long, a long family history of skiing. So I didn't even know she's that. A, yeah, she's a very pretty skier. Oh, I wonder if Emily knows that. I'll have to ask her once we get off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, she she is a very good skier. Her father was a uh, ski instructor at uh, Sugar Bowl in uh, California. Oh wow! Or, not a ski instructor. Excuse me. He was a uh, a patrolman and oh, used okay. to take. So he would take her up on the hills in the fog and then make her ski down between his legs down the hill. And then once the fog cleared, he'd take her up and say, okay, go do that again. You know, without help. How about you, Rich? Do you ski? It sounds like, yes. Yeah. I do, but I don't know since I have my knee replaced. I don't, I'm I'm not sure about that. now. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, I, 
Mogi and I, we skied a lot when we were in California. So it was, it was, it's fun. Kayla skis too. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I think she had told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been fun getting to know you, and thanks for joining us, Adam. We really appreciate it, and good luck with Cisco. And what's the donkey's name? Uh, His name's just Donkey after Shrek. (laughs) There you go. Perfect. Donkey. (laughs) Hey, Donkey. Often said with a Scottish accent. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. After this word from my new horse, we're going to hear from one of our auditor's husbands, uh, our auditor, Melanie. And her husband is named Mike, and Mike volunteered for this gig, so let's get Mike on. For first-time horse owners and new riders, finding the information and support you need can be challenging. That's why Equine Network has partnered with Sentinel and Absorbing to bring you My New Horse. From important horsekeeping information and how-to videos to social media communities, exclusive experiences, and more, My New Horse is your one-stop shop for riders of all levels and disciplines looking for easy-to-understand horse care information and guidance. Start your horse ownership journey today. Visit MyNewHorse.com. Well, hey, Mike, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So you, uh, your, your wife is one of our auditors, and I think she's been listening for a while. Her name is Melanie, and I think she's been listening to our show for a while, hasn't she? She has. Yeah, I thought so. And you actually volunteered for this gig to come on tonight. I did. She uh, she said it, it'd be, uh, sometimes you do this, and she said, Were you, are, are you willing to do it? I was like, oh, that'd be a lot of fun. So, yeah. yeah. Well, good. Well, thank you for volunteering. I appreciate it. Melanie, you're not allowed to listen to this, so I won't thank you for listening. Um, she actually, we, we had a big conversation about how she wanted to sit in here and listen while I did this. Oh, no, and, that's not allowed. No. And then she was like, I'm going to sit outside the door and listen, and I'm like, no, just go with me. That is not so, allowed. That's I've, one of got the- add in, I've got to add in now. Melanie was my secret Santa. She was. Really? Yeah, I just put this together. Uh-huh. <laughs> she was, yeah. She yeah, and I have no is. idea how she found where I worked yeah. and everything. I don't I don't know how that whole secret Santa thing worked, but but she dropped off my present at uh at my work and said, Don't tell them, you know, who gave him this is Secret Santa and he doesn't know me, and oh, I'm funny. I'm gonna just drop this off and leave. <laughs> she did. She did check with me. She's like, "Do you think this is creepy?" I'm like, "No, not at all." <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't creepy. But I was gonna contact her and say, "I want to get your husband on as horse husband," but I guess. Glenn beat me too. No, Mike had already volunteered. I didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw the volunteer. I <laughs> yeah. saw her comment something about volunteering. So yeah. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that's funny. So, Mike, you have something that I've never seen. We, we, we've talked to a lot of people, obviously, over the last 14 years. But you were actually in three of the different armed forces. Did you get fired from two and then hired in the third? How'd that work? <laughs> well, I uh, no, I was never fired. They, okay, they, all right. They, they kept me around uh, for t- twenty-one and a half years. Uh, I I joined the Marine Corps fresh out of actually while I was still in high school uh, in delayed entry during the Gulf War, so that was a ways back. Yeah, uh, did my four years active duty in the Marine Corps in the early nineties, in the early to mid nineties. Um, didn't make a career of it. I, I thought, you know, I'll do a tour. My dad was a Marine. His dad was a Marine. So, you know. It, it was oh, so he was a proud papa when you joined up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was, was tickled when I joined. He told me to join the Coast Guard first. And then when he was, he was really happy when I was in the Marine Corps, though. Um, but he, uh, yeah, after after I I, uh, I did my four years active duty, I uh, went back to Gettysburg and got suckered within a month to join the Army National Guard. 
<laughs> some guy, some recruiter, pretty slick line, uh, sold me on it. And uh, so I joined the Army National Guard. I did a year in this tri-year program as a forward observer, uh, what they call FIST. I don't even remember what the acronym men, means. And then I did three years in the infantry as a team leader. And this was all pre-9-11. And uh, I left the Army. Uh, I wanted to go back to school and you know start a career. So I left the Army National Guard in January 2001. Oh, my gosh. Went, went back to college, finished grad school. Lily, my daughter, came along. I started my job in the finance industry, and I missed it. And in 2008, the war was still pretty, pretty well going. Um, so I enlisted in the Air National Guard in Maryland as a security forces member. So kind of half police, half security in that job and uh, and finished out another 13 years before I retired. Wow. So you mm-hmm. were out and in and, and or, you know, you were out and then back in again. Yeah, yeah, I was a, a very ears broken time. Yeah, I was an old old man when I deployed. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So you're well. Thank you, one for serving three different ways. <laughs> Look, your country appreciates that. Uh, my brother in law was uh, Green Beret during the first Gulf War and oh. uh, served uh, on the front lines there. He went in with the. He was one of the first ones to go in when when uh, the attack happened in the Kuwait Kuwait City, I guess at that point. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, know all about that. Heard all of his stories about eating goat in the desert, and you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he hasn't eaten goat since then. I can tell you that. I bet he's even a little <laughs> iffy on rice. So, <laughs> um, but you, so you were married before, and then mm-hmm. when did you meet Melanie? I met Melanie in 2014, the spring of 2014. How'd you meet? Uh, yep. I'm sorry. How did you meet? How did we meet? Uh, we always like that when people ask this, we lie and we say, oh, we were set up by a friend named Gary Gnu. I don't know if you guys remember the puppet Gary Gnu from Great Space Coasters. No. We, hope, we hope other people don't know that when we say that. We met online. Um, uh, I had uh, I had been separate. I was separated working towards the divorce and uh, tried the online thing. And uh, by by a weird chance, I had I uh, I was in Pennsylvania and she was in uh, Maryland and I happened to land at the airport uh, from a trip, a military trip I was coming back from, and uh, we matched up right then and there, and uh, uh, connected uh, that way. That's that's where it started. Rich, that's two online ones today. The the first one yeah, was Facebook. Is. They met on Facebook. Facebook. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So you lived yeah. in Gettysburg too, growing up, and I was Lancaster County, and by actually my wife was uh, up in Cumberland County in, in near Carlisle. So we were all around you. We went to Gettysburg. I love Gettysburg. It was one of our favorite places to go. Oh yeah, it's amazing. I, I was just there today. Uh, visit my, my daughter still lives there, and uh, yeah, I, we were talking how much how happy I am that she is there as a young adult it's such a great town and there's so much history to it it's it's just a great place i I love it there i'm a history guy and actually i worked pennsylvania renaissance fair and then owned my own acting company for 10 years doing medieval feasts but so i'm really into history and reenactments and stuff and i've never been to the gettysburg reenactment oh no kidding yeah yeah it's been it's been years but it's it i know uh I know they're always looking for reenactors because they want to keep that that spirit alive. So I'm sure you could you could go check it out. It just must be amazing to see that many people together doing it. Oh yeah, I was there for gosh, what was it? It was um, 
125th. I was there for that one. Oh, that was, a, they apparently drew, what, 100,000 people or something. That was crazy. Huge. Yeah. Tremendous. Yeah. yeah. And uh, of course, they they filmed the movie Gettysburg um, uh, when, when uh, it, the movie Gettysburg, in Gettysburg, they covered the statues with camouflage netting and stuff. So that was kind of neat, too. That brought a lot of attention to the town. Very cool. So now you're, what did you, what did you do after, what are you doing now that you retired? Oh, well, being in the military as a reservist, I, 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 uh, I only did the deployments and things, but I also did it kind of the one weekend a month and, and two week summer obligation. And then of course, you know, going overseas. So I, I had a full-time job. I started, uh, in the finance industry in 20, in 2004, uh, and I've worked there for, um, for 20 years before that I was in uh, mental health. I was a wilderness counselor for about eight years. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. That was a lot yeah, of fun. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, adjudicated delinquent, uh, males 14 to 18. They were rough, rough client oh my base. God, we could spend an yeah. hour talking to you just about those stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so, so that, I, I was doing that through college and then, uh, started my job at the bank, uh, in 2004 and I've uh, been there ever since. Wow. That's interesting. So now you met uh, Melanie. Did you had really no experience? You had the same experience I did with horses, and that's the Amish. Uh, right, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Passing them yeah. on the road. That was our my experience with horses. You had the same thing, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly that. And uh, and like you said, the reenactors <laughs> riding their horses. Yeah. That's about it. So so it's it's been a huge learning curve then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, on the horse, or oh, just the, just the language and the and the the terms and the uh, yeah, there's so much. I mean, I yeah, I was I'm still leery of them. They're big and they scare me to death. So they're, they're just big dogs. They they do. You know, that's funny. It does surprise me how much they are like that. <laughs> yeah, emotional and you, know, you yeah. just have to watch out for their feet, watch yep. out for their teeth, and the back end. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I'm very careful about that, especially strangers. You know, the stranger, the horses I don't know, I, I give them a wide, wide berth. Yeah. <laughs> and she's yeah. a competitor. If I remember right, she's an inventor too, isn't she? She is. She was just, uh, yeah. she just did, uh, did an eventing, uh, eventing event. She did some <laughs> kind of der- derby, I think up at, um, at Lock Moy. Lock Moy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I saw the pictures. Yeah. Melanie's got her, she has a really robust history in the in the sport i mean she started as a hunter jumper and a working student and she explained to me when she first started she was uh she was essentially a crash test crash test uh crash crash test dummy sorry um where they would bring horses off the uh track and oh that was my job yeah yeah and just <laughs> hey is this gonna is this a good hunter jumper and she would basically crash get thrown get, you know fall off and everything so yeah that was her first job she was telling me so yeah it's, and she's done so much in that world it's 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 wild she has some wild stories what yeah. what surprised you about all of this i uh the community i think is is what surprised me the most it's so um she has friends for life there it, it's really it's really neat uh it, it, you know everybody being a horse person, it, there's so much adversity and, and so much responsibility. And, and there's, there's, you know, the folks care for another living thing with all their hearts and it's just so unique. And then they bond over that. And it's such a great community. And I think that blows me away. I, I never thought for a minute it would be that tight. And, and the ladies at the barn that she hangs out with, I mean, they're the best of friends. It's amazing. 
Um, so I think that that blows me away more than the animals. And, and, and I mean, they're beautiful and they're amazing to watch. And I don't understand why they do the things they do for us. Um, but I think it's the community. That's the, the most amazing part of it. Yeah, it is amazing that how the community works and everything, especially in the eventing. I'm not sure about all the other disciplines because Mogi and I do eventing and um, it's just, it's not, I want to win. Mm-hmm. it's how'd you do today? Yeah. You know, um, I hope it all went well. Mm-hmm. Oh, it didn't go so well. I'm so sorry. And they aren't, they don't look down on each other. Everybody looks at each other as an equal and mm-hmm. they don't want to. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a fun group to be around yeah, and a- everything. They're all, all just trying not then- to die, Rich. That's what <laughs> well, that too. Yes, yeah. <laughs> my yeah, wife is an inventor too, so I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, you know things things happen. I uh, Mogi called me on Friday and said she broke her hand, and I'm like, oh great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was I was sitting at one of Lily's re- lacrosse games and uh, with one of the one of the other parents, and uh, Melanie was texting me, and I was talking to it to 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 uh, the parent and, and I was like, Oh, sorry. My wife just texted me. She's just making sure that she didn't break her back again. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry, again, what? <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's, yeah. Mogi called me up and said, Oh, by the way, I broke my hand today. Oh, <laughs> oh great. <laughs> did she go to the hospital or not? No, she did. She did. So yeah. it's not displaced this time. <laughs> this time. This time. <laughs> so, yeah, she's, uh, they're quite, quite the women. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, it's wild. I mean, I've seen Melanie do the, the hunter jumper thing. I've watched, you know, the dressage, but, but man, jumping over those and going as fast as they do. It's, it's wild, you know? And yeah. we went to the five star recently and that's just a whole nother level of scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> Mogi actually designs cross country courses all the way up through the, the four star now. So wow. she's working on the five star level now. That's but, very cool. Yeah, those so, things, those tables and they're enormous. It's so crazy. So, are you an active uh, horse husband? I think so. Yeah. I like to think. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, we board, so I don't do any of the big chores, but I try and pitch in where I can. Um, I don't. I, I, you know, I do the trailer maintenance and cleaning and, and I, I, you know, power wash it when I can and do the, the yearly big deep clean stuff. And, you know, I, tr- I try and, uh, I try and, um, participate in a lot of our events. I like, I'm kind of a, a, a wannabe photographer. So I like to, uh, to take a lot of photographs for her and her friends it keeps, you know, helps my, with my eye and it, and it, and it helps me, um, with them kind of enjoy their experience. Well, it gives you something to do too while you're there. Yeah. yeah. And I can still participatory and, and help her wherever she needs it. And, you know, um, but yeah, that's, that's all I can pitch in. I mean, like, like people ask me if, you know, are you into horses? And I always tell them, I just know how much they cost and that mine is big and brown. As they say. <laughs> <laughs> and they laugh because, you know, they probably don't know. I know better, but. <laughs> well, you know what? Keep it that way. The, yeah. the, the, <laughs> the less you admit to the less is expected of you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go on and on about, you know, well, my wife's a Cleveland Bay Horse Society of North America board member. And he's, is she? I didn't know yeah, that part. You know, yeah. Like, I can go down and they tell them, you know, oh, my, my, my horse is three quarters or a quarter Cleveland. The other one's seven eighths Cleveland. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, um, she's really supportive of the breed. I know that's, uh, 
I don't know. I, I don't know if endangered is the. Uh, yeah, no, we have good friends that are involved in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, her, her her good good friend Sharon, um, who who actually is who uh, is raising our our little one right now, uh, teaching him good manners up in PA. He uh, she got her into it, and uh, yeah, she's a she's a very uh, big ambassador for the breed, and uh, huh. you know I could tell them things like that, like I know my horse is a bay, you know, but I don't. I just joke about being brown. <laughs> yeah, all the listeners keep saying after doing this for a long time and and owning horses and things that I can't be calling myself a horse owner anymore. I'm actually a horse guy, but I have a rule: I don't put the bridle on. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't do that. She has to do that. So that's what. There's my line, right? That's my line in the sand that keeps me a horse husband. <laughs> I don't know if that's an actual rule. I made that up. But does a horse husband the only if you don't actually ride? Is that the rule? No, the rule. Is, but my rule is I don't put the bridle. I drive. I give carriages. So I drive. But and I've actually owned more horses at times than she has. But I don't put the bridle on. So that's how I stay a horse husband. I I don't do that. I don't go that far. Gotcha. Yeah, that's, so that's my line in the sand. You don't put the bridle on? No, she does that. I don't do that. Oh. I never have. So. <laughs> that's, just, that's my rule. Uh, so I can't go without her because – You just have, have to stick your thumb in the mouth. There yeah, I don't up. do that part. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have five questions for you that we ask every horse husband. You probably know these. Uh, what is the chore that you hate the most with horses? Well, like I said, be bored. So. Yeah. Uh, Pretty lucky that way. Uh, I, I think um, I would say when she he, he he I'm like a substitute teacher when the kids take the kids take advantage of when she asks me to watch him he'll tend to like get away. So I think when she goes to like register or something she'll be like hey can you hold can you hold Capella and I'll be like sure and or just watch him and he manages to get away from me sometimes. So I think that's the worst. Part. You're the loose horse at the show. I am that guy. Yeah, yeah more than one. Uh, Loose horse. Like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. It's Mike's. It. It's Mike's horse. Yep. That's funny. The one thing you refuse to help with at the barn. That's right. So, is there anything you refuse to help with at the barn? Oh, um, no, no. no. I no. try anything that she, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pitch in wherever I can. Who cooks? Oh, Melanie, definitely. Yeah, really. She, wow. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I was, yeah. So when she met me, I think I, I could make peanut butter and jelly and spaghetti. That was about it. Wow. <laughs> so if Melanie wants to eat, she had to be the cook is what it came down to. Definitely. Yeah. And she's very good. Her, her parents owned restaurants and she's, oh, wow. yeah, she, yeah, she's a terrific cook and a uh, baker too. So yeah, which is dangerous. Wow. Around you got lucky, buddy. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. You did. <laughs> What's your pickup truck brand of choice? I am a fan of Toyota. Really? Wow, that's a first. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. I mean, Melanie drives the Forerunner, um, uh, Land Cruisers, Heluxes, which are you know big yeah. pickups overseas. I, I've had a lot of good experiences with with uh, with Toyotas in adverse conditions. So I really yeah, you really have driven uh, in adverse. You probably driven the Fords and all of those over there. Yeah, we had we had a big Ford. We had a, a bunch of Suburbans blacked out, like Secret Service style, and uh, we had a couple Toyotas. And I, I definitely like the Toyota. Wow, that's interesting. Do they even use Jeeps anymore? Not really. No, Jeep not like brand Jeeps. Yeah, M one five one Jeep. No, yeah. it's most Humvees for administration or big white uh, like Dodge pickup trucks. Huh. Dodge is the ch- pickup truck ch- of choice now. I think it is. I, I want to yeah. say it was. 
much. Yeah, we had like an administrative vehicle. I was uh, in charge of all the vehicles in my unit overseas, and we had everything from these big Batmobile armored cars with machine guns all the way down to that that administrative vehicle and all the. And it was uh yeah yeah and I still like the Toyotas the most. There you go. Do you are you still buddies with yeah. any of your? Uh, oh your, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Best man at my buddy's wedding a couple of years ago. Uh, my friend Ron still comes over for Thanksgiving every year. We text and back and forth every day. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 We, we, most, most of us have had multiple deployments together too. So we're definitely Did, close. I, so now this is totally off the topic, but I wanted to ask you because I've had experience with a lot of people who were in military as career. Did, did you have a, did you have a period of time after you left? Well, you left twice. Um, so I would say the second time. Obviously, the first time you had some yearning to go back. But after mm-hmm. you left the second time, did you have a wind-down period where it was like, kind of felt, you didn't because you, were, you weren't full-time. So you maybe didn't right. have that. No, it, it, it's a great question. That's a great question. And it, it was three years ago this week that I retired. Um, I think I was really done at that point. I mean, mm-hmm. I was... You know, I joined in 1991 or nine, yeah, 1991. So I was very old for a military member and, uh, you know, well past retirement, normal retirement age. And I, I just think I was finished. Yeah. Um, I do, miss, I do miss the deployments. I'm not going to lie. They, the sense of purpose you get in a deployment is like, no, well, and, and that's what I was trying to get out adrenaline and, and that, you know, it's, yeah, and yeah. that's what I found that people tend to miss. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. definitely. Uh, the adrenaline I can take or leave, you know, um, but uh, definitely the sense of purpose. And again, like, like, like the horse world, the community is amazing. I mean, you, you, you when you get a, a good crowd, um, good, I've been, I was blessed every time with a good team, usually hand selected folks. Um, I was really lucky. And uh, I think that's why we stay together to this day and hang out and go hiking together and everything. But um, yeah, I think it's uh I think it's a commu- sense of community and the sense of purpose I miss. And, um, but I think I was done really. I'm, I'm broken and old now. You know? so, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. My brother retired from the air national guard and he um, basically got to the point where he just felt going out and doing the missions. He's a fighter pilot okay. um, and just going out and doing what they did. It got so repetitive. He, mm-hmm. you know, he was just done at that point in time and didn't want to retire and join, uh, join the civilian force and fly a bus. Mm-hmm. So he retired and became a nurse. Oh, <laughs> so, that's a completely different change, right? I mean, yeah. Good career job. Yeah. 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 So he, he's retiring as a nurse now. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so my brother-in-law yeah. was 43 when he retired from green Braze. He was one of the oldest ones still inactive. He did it for like 25 years, and uh, he then went and got a job sitting at a desk at a computer doing Microsoft stuff. Uh, but he, you know what he missed is because of the Green Berets parachute a lot. He kind of missed parachuting, but his knees were shot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he did like 300 jumps, and his knees were shot, but he still missed that thrill. So he ended up, and he also missed playing with the guns because Green Berets, they do a lot of that. Yeah. Um, so he ended up being a cowboy shooter. One of those in competitions. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's a great sport. Yeah. Oh. He, he loves it. Gets all dressed up in the cowboy outfits and yeah. goes outs with that's his weird. six guns. And, yeah. yeah. Almost like reenacting. Or yeah. Like, yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they yeah, do that almost every weekend. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's some of the things when you look, when I look at my, my, uh, my hobbies, hiking and shooting are two of my big hobbies. So like, I, I guess I still kind of 
still do the same kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you get yeah. a little bit of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Last question. What advice would you get? Again, you're fairly new to this because you just got married, uh, what, uh, six years ago. Um, What advice would you give to someone considering a relationship with a horse person? Have something of your own. Um, They are, uh, if they're very active, I think uh, they're going to be away a lot. They're going to be active with their friends. They're going to be at the barn. They're going to be, you know, um, going to the vets. They're going to be with the farrier, you know, there's always so many things you guys are doing. And then and that's if you're even bored. I can't imagine owning your own property and all the stuff you deal with there. Um, I would say have your own thing because you're going to you're going to be by yourself a lot. Did that bother <laughs> you at first? Not at all. No, no. I, I, think, I think being older and being both very independent people with a lot of hobbies already, I think uh, I, I think it worked out really well. And I mean, Melanie, it's funny, it's a long story, but. When Melanie and I met, she was taking kind of a break. Um, her her uh, her one horse had passed, and she couldn't get the spirit of things anymore. And she kind of took a took a step away. And you know, I would hear stories about you know, and Krasinski and George Morris, and I used to go to this and do that. And there were pictures, but I never saw her do anything. She didn't have any tack in her house besides their old saddle. It was like completely, like she was not in the horse world at all. And then we. Um, we kind of adopted a uh, old dressage horse uh, in Gettysburg. And um, she was like, Hey, I, I think we, we should, this horse is going to Canada. And I, I know that's not a good thing. From my no, understanding. no, they, they um, end up on so, the plate. Uh, someone, yeah. Go ahead and grab them up. Well, you know, she was like, Oh, I'll just work for, for his board. So that was Mallow, our, our, our big uh, Irish, Irish warm blood. And he was, uh, he was great. He, he passed recently, but um so that was our first horse together. And then, then, like I said, when I, I think we talked about it earlier, when I was deployed in 2018, uh, she started to ride on the weekends again and just went right back into it. Um, when I came home, we bought the horse and she's been going ever since. So now she's really into it and I can see, see um, how active and how, how, uh, how much she does. It's, 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 it's definitely, yeah. Have a, have a hobby because, uh, you're, you might be a, a horse widow more a widower more than a horse husband sometimes. That's good <laughs> advice. Actually. That's really good advice. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for joining us and for volunteering to do this. We really appreciate yeah. it. Yep. Thank you, Mike. It's been fun. Great meeting you both. And thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, Rich, fun guest today. I really enjoyed both of them. They had a lot in common. Actually, there were some similarities there. I really like what uh, Mike said about having a hobby. I, it's something we've talked about a lot here on the show, but I do think that uh, when the guy has a hobby, it tends to go better when they each have a separate thing, um, mm-hmm. and then you're not obsessing all the time about what she's doing, right? So you have your own thing. And it sounds like they're yeah. very well balanced that way. Yeah. Uh, yes, it does. Um, actually, I kind of have high hobbies that I do when Mogi's gone, so she doesn't. Yeah, know you about, like t- cars. You tinker. You know. Yeah, I tink. I tinker. I have a a car. I tinker on. Yeah, I mean, you were always. <laughs> so, I mean, you always kind of you're a car guy, so uh, that counts. You know. Um, yep. For sure. Well, thank you for joining us today. Now we're back on track uh, for this year. Hopefully, we're going to be here the fourth Thursday of every month talking to horse husbands. We hope you enjoy this. Obviously, you know, we always tried to say that women aren't allowed to let, listen to this episode, but they never listen anyway, and they always listen. They never listen to us. So I don't even say it anymore because I know they're going to listen just because they want to hear what we're saying about them. Uh, but you know what? 
you can listen. We'll let you. Now, you, uh, you're married to Mogi. What's Mogi's website? Um, actually, or Facebook? Uh, yeah. N- not a really good website, but uh, Fox Hill Eventing on Facebook. Okay. And um, has a bunch of her, uh, her outings and um, what she does listed there. So you can go there and find out all about Mogi and myself. I sh- show up there once in a while. <laughs> well, I'm hoping to see her when we go take and I'll have to make sure we get together. Yeah. Uh, I haven't yeah. seen her in a while. So, all right. Well then thanks everybody for joining us. We appreciate it. Tomorrow is going to be, what's tomorrow? Let me think. Uh, tomorrow we're going to have a show here for you. It's Friday. So it'll be really bad ads day. And uh, we look forward to seeing you then. Thanks Rich. Okay. You're welcome, Glenn. Thank you very much.